So recently I was um, called to, or asked to serve as a young man's uh, coordinator for uh, my local congregation. And so uh, young men is basically ages 12 to 18. And specifically I'll be over the 14 to 16 year old range. And um, it'll be very interesting. I, 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 I'm, uh, you know, my late 30s. I'll be 38 in August. And I view myself as being a very young person. Um, and I don't know if it's because I'm on social media and there's a lot of uh, young young folks on here, um, or just that I'm kind of immature. And it's probably more the latter that, <laughs> uh, in my mind, I still view myself as basically a 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid um, just running around like crazy. So um, I, I feel connected to a young person, although they probably look at me and go, oh my gosh, this dude's so old, trying to be young. Um, not that it bothers me at all. So one of the things that I want to be able to do in some of these um, upcoming um, episodes is just talk about my thoughts if I was giving uh, my advice to these young young individuals. So one of the first things that I would say, uh, I would tell them is, I remember at one point I was their age, and for me in my mind today it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. And as I look back on what I um, as a young person is, I totally loved being young. And um, at, at the mo- as a moment that it was happening, and yes, I wanted more. Yes, I wanted to be stronger. I wanted to be more of a latest man. Um, and I'll talk a little about that in the in the future. But um, the the advice that I would give to a young person today is number one, is do things for yourself. Try to find out the most that you can about who you are as an individual. Focus on your strengths. Focus on whatever weaknesses that you have to make them strengths. And the interesting thing about that concept is that that will exist your entire life. Um, that you need to, we, we all need to find acceptance with who we are. Um, and I saw this really cool quote called Flossom, and it's that we're flawed and awesome. And that's so true. Each one of us has these deficiencies. These are, each of us has these weaknesses. Each of us have these obstacles that we must overcome and these things that we don't like about ourselves. Now, it might be that you don't like the color of your hair. You don't like the shape of your eyes. You don't like the, 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 the shape of your body. Or you don't like that um, you're not very coordinated or you're not very popular, right? We have all these things that we don't like about ourselves. We are all awesome. We are all never to be duplicated again individuals even if you believe in reincarnation even if you believe in an afterlife at this moment in time today you will never be duplicating this exact same moment again and so with that in mind I would remind anyone that listens to this especially someone that's young and trying to find themselves and <clears throat> don't know necessarily what their strengths and weaknesses are number one it's okay to do things and not be good at them at one point, just so you know, you didn't walk very good either. You kind of sucked at it. And you fell down, you kept pulling yourself up, and you fell down, you kept pulling yourself up. And there's pretty good odds that you had some kind of parental figure that helped you up. That said, t- 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 told you to keep going. And that when you, when you kind of wobbled and walked a little bit funny, they didn't make fun of you. They didn't push you down. And you kept moving and you learned how to walk. Same thing's gonna work in life, whether you decide to pick up the clarinet or you decide to have a go at the piano, or you decide to sing, you decide to dance, you decide to, you know, talk to that one girl or talk to that one guy. Each of us is learning how to do these things. There's no instruction manual to life. And so it's okay to not get it down pat perfectly. 
So embrace the flaws that you have. Embrace those weaknesses. Become better at them. And the small things that you do enjoy, put all your time and attention into those things, right? If I'm really good at math, focus all in at math. Now, the problem is that the school system structure, it's going to tell you to make sure you do English, make sure you do history, blah, blah, blah. If you're really good at math and you really enjoy it, then focus all your time and attention in school at that one subject and become an expert at it to the way that you feel comfortable. Sherms out. Okay, um, we'll entitle this one A True Gentleman. So when I was about 18, turning 19, I decided to write a book. I was going to be gone on a Christian mission for two years, and our only engagement with those of the opposite sex would be conversation and physically would be a handshake. No, not, not, not even a hug. So with that in mind, I decided to pen out my ideas about dating and about engaging with the opposite sex, and thus I put together a book, and I called it True Gentleman, a.k.a. a Mac, meaning like a Mac Daddy. Um, There's a cool song out there. (laughs) Let me put cool in parentheses. In my mind, it was cool, um, by Mark Morrison called Return of the Mac. And um, that was just, that was like a theme song for me my freshman year of college. And um, I had this kind of, not, it wasn't a rule, but it was encouragement from, from, from mom that don't have a serious relationship until you're 21 because there's no point in tying yourself down, get to know a ton of people, and just have a ton of fun. And so for me, I literally took that to heart. And so when I was a freshman at, um, at college, I went on literally hundreds of dates. And what I mean by dates is that I took someone out, we, we, we broke bread, we had a conversation, maybe we went to the movies, we did something fun, maybe we played some sports. I got to know someone else. And so I went after black, white, tall, short, fat, thin, yellow, polka dot. It didn't matter. I was open to taking anybody out and getting to know their story. And I had this rule that if I, if I um, went out with, let's say, Susie on Monday, I would have to slot in three more dates, three more different women in order to go back on a second date with Susie. And so I would meet girls for lunch, I'd meet them for dinner, I'd meet them on the weekend, and I would literally fill up my day, my week. So it was old school, guys. This is like the ninth. This is 1997. So what I did was I I wrote down on a piece of paper my schedule for school, and I blocked it out and I copied it like 13 times for how many weeks we're in a semester, and then I would block in. I would literally book out all the open space. Now I had some time for exercising, time for study, and but then after that, it was all about going on these dates. And um, it was awesome. I absolutely loved my freshman year. I got to know a ton of people. I got to know a ton about myself. I got involved with student body. Um, and so we were organizing dances and I was hosting and I was uh, working with DJs and planning, doing an uh, event planning. And I loved every single moment of it. And so um, the reason why I bring that up is because that's kind of what I want to talk a little bit about is because I find that chivalry is a little bit dead. That Oftentimes, you know, there's, there, there aren't a lot of gentlemen out there anymore. There aren't a lot of people that are focused on helping others get where they want to go and being, um, and being focused on making sure that she has a good time and being respectful of her wishes and thinking, okay, if she doesn't want to go see this movie, then let's not go see it. 
And if I truly want to get to know this person, maybe we shouldn't be watching a movie. Maybe we should be doing something else. Maybe we should go to a concert. Maybe we should go to a museum. Maybe we should go somewhere else where I can actually have a conversation with this individual. And whatever happened, guys, to opening the doors for girls, whatever happened to, um, you know, holding the door, uh, pulling out their chair for them, uh, putting down their napkin, um, paying for the meal, just being thoughtful. And I'm not saying that women can't do it. I'm just saying, why don't we at least offer? And if they want to go Dutch and they want to go 50-50 and splitsies, that's totally fine. But be a gentleman, right? There isn't a game. It's not to be won. It's just about being thoughtful about another human being that you've said, hey, I want to get to know you better and see where this goes. And the reality in all that dating, 99 out of 100 are not worth going out again on because they didn't connect with you. You didn't connect with them. It's not going anywhere. And that's all that matters is that one out of 100, the one that you decide, hey, you know what? Let's take a risk and see if we can date each other and take this thing a little bit longer than one date. Let's see where it goes from there. Be a gentleman. We'll talk more about that. Sure's out. All right, let's talk a little bit about what, is it, what does it mean uh, to be a true gentleman and how do I start first engaging with those of the opposite sex. Now, one of the things that I will put out there is at 14, one of my goals, seriously, that I put down on a post-it note was to get A's and B's in school and was to be a stud, right? I wanted to be an actual ladies' man. Like, I just wanted to be, like, that, you know, I could talk to any girl and, you know, anyone who would want to talk to me, that I was super approachable. And so what I realized, number one, is your best pickup line is, hi, my name is Sherman. What is your name? That's it, and it works. It works really, really good. Um, But in this, when it comes to engaging with a stranger, I take the old Wayne Gretzky strategy is that you're going you're gonna to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So in other words, you will not get the phone number of any girl, no screen name, no connection, if you don't ask. If you don't decide to add them on your Facebook or if you don't decide to follow them on Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat, if you don't add them, they won't follow. And so the same thing works here when it comes to if you see someone and you're like, hey, she seems like a pretty cool person. He seems like a pretty cool guy. Take up the courage and go and say hi. Now, there are a ton of different pickup lines you could use. The real corny ones. Hey, baby, um, is your head hurt? No, why? Oh, because you look like uh, an angel that fell from heaven. You know, real cheesy junk. I tell you. It's a heck of a lot easier just to say, hi, what's up? Where are you headed to? How you like in class? What class are you on? What are you majoring in college? Are you playing any sports? I see you have an instrument there. How long you been playing that thing, right? And being actually curious about their life. So not so focused on your question, not so focused on what you're saying. And I will tell you, from a communication perspective, there is a multitude of different ways that you can engage with people, right? So if you're like, oh man, I feel so nervous face to face, well then get online 
add them on Snapchat, add them on Instagram, add them on Facebook, add them on Twitter, right? There is a multitude of various ways that you can connect with someone and start asking about them. Now, it's not 20 questions. It's not interrogation. Hey, so tell me how many families, how many family members do you have? So how long do you live in the area? Um, how do you like this? How do you like that? Uh, tell me about yourself, right? Like, calm down. It's a conversation. Ask one cat question. Let the reply come. Maybe give a little bit about you. So it might go something like this. Hey, I think I've known you since sixth grade. How long have you been in the area? Oh, I lived in this area. 12 years. Oh, cool. Where'd you live before that? I'm, I'm from the area. I was born in this area. Cool. Oh, before that, I, 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 as, a, as a young person, we lived in California. And then we moved here. Oh, so do you guys ever go back? Do you have family still there? I've never been to California. Seems like a pretty cool place, right? Now that can be either face-to-face or it can be online, right? There's a whole multitude of different ways that you can kind of engage with people. So choose choose wisely on how you want to do it. It can be a text message as well. Uh, people have cell phones. I, I, res- I, I, underst- I understand that. Um, and so the moment that you start getting actually curious about some other person's life, you truly do seem interested. And if you can focus on this ratio, two ears, one mouth, using that ratio, listen. Don't wait to talk like so many people do. Actually listen. And if you can get really good at this skill of engaging with another human being, that is a skill that you can take throughout your entire life. Extremely valuable. So go, have a shot, go talk to that person, they might say, you know, they might give you the attitude that they're not interested, and that's okay. Again, you're just looking for one person to hang out with, not 99. Shum's out! Okay, all right, so let's have this one talk about, like, an actual date. So I think think guys have gotten away from this a little bit, and so have some girls, um, is that a date is defined as getting to know another human being and it might be hanging out, it might not necessarily be serious, it might be in a group, it might be one-on-one. But what I would say is, be creative, right? Like, as I think about my community, right? And I live in, in rural Wisconsin, center of the state, so I know there's a lot of things here that can't be done somewhere else, but let's say you were to take someone out on a date. Around where I live, if, you, if it's outdoors, you could go for a, for a hike up uh, up uh, the rib it's called rib mountain but it's more like a big hill if you're from kind of the rockies these aren't real real mountains um you could go kayaking you could go swimming you could go um and, and, you know play volleyball you could do sand volleyball you could you could go to a movie but what i'm looking for is an opportunity to engage with this human being <laughs> remember they are one and in a way that i can have a conversation with them and start building on some commonality Maybe we go rock climbing. Maybe we decide to go, um, you know, go paint a house. Maybe we decide to go volunteer for Habitats for Humanity. Let's say we decide to go, um, you know, f- do- donate some time at the local food shelter. Uh, maybe we decide to just walk around the mall like old people do um, and, uh, and try on clothing, right? Like, um, have fun. Do things that are unique and definitely I would encourage anyone to break bread in some sort of sort of fashion so um, that could be grabbing something at Starbucks that could be um, you know grabbing a meal 
Um, there's something psychologically connecting about, um, you know, breaking bread with someone. And so it's a good way to be able to start that out on the date, right? Like, hey, let's just meet here. And then uh, maybe you want to go to a musical. Maybe you want to go to a play. And feel free to find out a little bit about them ahead of time, right? And maybe with something that they want to do. Maybe they're into plays or they're into musicals. And, and here, just be genuine, right? So if, you don't, if you're not a big fan of musicals, you're not kind of that artsy kind of person um, or, or, you know, mu- musically inclined, then, then let them know that. Say, hey, I know that you like musicals. I thought we'd go to this one. I, th- I heard it got some, it's had some good reviews. But just so you know, this is like my first musical, right? I don't know if I'm going to like it. So, um, and that's totally fine. Like, I find that sometimes people, they want to have all this commonality with another human being. In reality, commonality is nice. But variety, you want differences. And those differences are far more rewarding to you as a human being because it opens your mind to a whole different set of perspectives and circumstances that you don't necessarily view things that way. And so that can be extremely enlightening for you. And that's ultimately what we're trying to do is that, you know, that's one of the down things of downsides of like Tinder or like online profiles is that you might say, okay, I'm not necessarily looking for like an Asian dude. I want white dudes with like brown hair. What if you met an Asian dude? I'm Asian, so I'm saying this. Um, what if you say you met an Asian dude that met all of your qualifications that was exactly what you wanted as a personality? And you're going to deny that relationship just based purely on outside physical appearance? Pretty short-sighted because if, you, if, if, if again, you're looking for a long-term relationship, you'll want someone that's more inclined to treat you the right way, to engage with you the right way, then you are looking for a good time, physically. You know, they're crying, I'm making out. Because that is fleeting, so fleeting. Um, I mean, it's almost a cliche of like, good looking dude or good looking girl that has no substance or is totally vapid, right? So. Think about that as you're engaging with another, <laughs> a person on a date. Have fun. Get to know that other person and embrace differences. Differences are going to let you know what you truly like, right? Because we have these phrases for a reason, right? Um, once you go black, you don't go back. Once you go brown, you don't go. You got to lock that down. Um, you, you have all these different phrases because... Each, each of us has our own desires when we find that other person that we want to spend our lives with. Sherm's out! Okay, great poem here called The Dash. It's by Linda Ellis. Here's how it goes. I read of a man who stood to speak at a funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that the first came her date of her birth and spoke of the following dates with tears. And he said that what matters most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she had spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved her know that what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own, the cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our dash. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real 
and always try to understand the way other people feel and be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remembering that this special dash, dash might only last a little while. So when your eulogy is being read, when your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your dash? Sure, out.